Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 59 of Season 4 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal Meg Ryan rom-com, One Harry Met Sally, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is... Uh, wait, I forgot. I forgot who this is. Something from the Forgotten Filmcast. Uh, Todd. Todd, leave it out <laughs> from the Forgotten Filmcast. Welcome back, Todd. No, it's it, yeah, it's Todd, not Ira. It's Todd. Ira, Ira. No, <laughs> we'll get to Ira. We shall get to Ira. That we that we will <laughs> have no doubts, have no fear. Ira is here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So minute fifty nine begins with Harry and Sally continuing to do a duet, and ends with Ira being cordial. You see, we we knew Ira was going to get in here somewhere. Yep. Nice, nice to mention Ira. 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 Okay. So yesterday we, we ended things with Harry and Sally uh, singing karaoke, which he didn't know it was called karaoke at the time because he was singing from the singing machine. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Sally chimes in and the two of them start singing together. They say... Watch that fringe and see how it flutters. When I drive them high step and strutters, nosy pokes will peek through their shutters and their eyes will pop. So when 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 they sing the word pop, did you notice that like Harry uh opens his, his eye with his fingers? Like he, he takes his, right, his you know right. his thumb and his forefinger and like widens his eye while he's doing that. Yes. And at and that that's moment right when he spots yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. And at that moment, that's when he spots something disturbing. We we don't yet know what it is. It's going to take us a little bit of time to figure out what it is and who it is. But uh, we, we shall uh, figure that out. And then Sally continues singing. And she says, and she sings, The wheels are yellow, the upholstery is brown, the dashboard is genuine leather. With ice and glass curtains, you can roll and then she looks over at Harry, noticing that he's not singing anymore. And she goes, what? And she goes, it's my voice, isn't it? You hate my voice. I know it's terrible. Joe hated. And then Harry interrupts her and goes, it's Helen. I, Helen? I, I want to say, Ed Ryan singing in this scene is legitimately terrible. I mean. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll get there. We'll Ed get there. Ryan is. She's one of the most adorable actresses in the history of 80s cinema. But yes, the singing voice in this scene, terrible. Yes. Okay. You, you, you're going to have to eat your words in a second, but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> and then Sally says into the microphone, Helen. <laughs> and then Harry goes, she's coming right towards echoes. me. That's right. <laughs> and the, the, the music keeps playing. And then, uh, so let, let, let's start with this part first before we get to the, the introduction here. So uh, first of all, it, it's great the chemistry that the two of them have together that we can see that they're the way that they're singing and they, they are having a good time at the beginning, at least, you know, until Harry notices that something is a little, uh, something is rotten in the sharper image. How's that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the way that it is now, what's really funny is we can actually see the the words of what they're what they're singing, and while we can see the, we can see the the uh, what's it called 
we can see the lyrics. You know, when you get closer, the lyrics. Well, yeah. you can you can see, but you see, we actually can see the other side. So there, the, we can see that the second side is another song from from Oklahoma called "I Can't Say No." Okay. All right, which was initially performed by Celeste Holm. Okay, it's all about uh, one of the characters named Edo Annie. So in the song, she describes her sexual awakening, albeit in highly euphemistic terms, and the conflict that it brings. So I'm just going to go through, I'm just going to read through the, the lyrics so we can all get an idea as to what it is that, that this song is all about. It's, it ain't so much a question of not knowing what to do. I know what's right and wrong since I was 10. I herded a lot of stories, and I reckon they are true, about how girls are put upon by men. I know I mustn't fall fall into the pit, but when I'm with a feller, I forget. I'm just a girl who can't say no. I'm in a terrible fix. I always say, come on, let's go, just when I ought to say nix. So, I have a yeah. memory of that song. <laughs> yeah, so, so that song does, you know, you can tell that it's very euphemistic. <laughs> with everything that it that it's talking about, but I like the fact that because it zooms in a little bit, we can actually see what song is supposed to be on the other side of this karaoke uh, tape. You know, this is back in the days when you had what, what, one song on each side of the tape. <laughs> yeah, well, just think of what a different scene it would have been if they had chosen the other side of the tape. <laughs> That's true. So, well, maybe they couldn't have done a duet, so it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, wouldn't have worked as well that way. I don't know. So, well, but I don't know. I'm picturing in my mind now suddenly Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal, mind you, singing "I'm Just a Girl Who Can't Say No." <laughs> Is he doing the the Billy Crystal Bob? Oh, of course. <laughs> you still have to do the Billy Crystal Bob. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it could be. Could be. And so, you know, as we mentioned, Harry stopped singing because he's shocked at something, and then Sally continues singing. Now on the commentary that I mentioned earlier this week and that I've mentioned numerous times throughout the, this whole uh, season. So Nora Ephron actually mentions that um, this was a very difficult scene for, for Meg Ryan to do because she is actually an amazing singer and she had to fake making uh, doing this poorly. Mm. You know, so it, uh, it, it, you know, I, I've also, just like you, up until I heard that, I always thought that she's just a really, really bad singer. But uh, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I assumed maybe they're, you know, I, I thought, yeah, either she's a really bad singer or she's, you know, doing a good job here as an actress. And, you know, so I'm glad it's the other way. Yeah. I, for one, am a terrible singer, so. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm there with you. You know, that, that's fine. <laughs> so the two of us shouldn't do a duet of uh, no. Sir with a Fringe on Top. Sorry, folks. If you were hoping to get that at the end of the week, ain't going to happen. No, 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 definitely won't. Well, di didn't we have that opportunity on Silverado and we didn't do it either? So, you know. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we chose wisely. <laughs> And and I, I love the fact that she mentions that Joe hated her voice. Yes. I don't think I ever noticed that until this rewatch that she says, Joe hated my voice too. And I thought, oh, this is some kind of a, a deep pain for her that, you know, Joe hated her voice. You know, it it's, 
I don't know. Joe was a terrible guy, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But, but I mean, I love the fact that she says, you hate my voice. Because that also, once again, says, like, why should Sally care that Harry hates her voice? And then she brings the mm. correlation of Joe, like, right afterwards. Right. Right. So it's like, you know, Joe was the guy I was dating for five years, and here is my best friend for the last four or six months, whatever it is. You know, actually, it's longer than that, because it's been four months since uh, Jess and Marie uh, left them to go to haagen yeah. uh, have let, let them with no choice but to go to haagen Steve's. They went to Steve's. Steve's. Steve's sorry. <laughs> Steve's. And, you know, so... so you know, she still is. She considers Harry to be very close, which which works. I like that. And then uh, Harry mentions that it is Helen who we've heard about. You know, but we've we've never seen her. And then uh, the the shot changes, and Helen walks. We we see uh, a man and a woman walk towards them. Okay, the 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 woman is played by. Uh, uh, Harley Harley Jane Kozak, mm-hmm. who has she was born in 1957. She has 55 IMDb listings. Okay, so she was born in 57. It means that she is uh, n- was it nine years younger than than Billy Crystal. Uh huh. Um. So when they made this, she was approximately 30. You know, she's 29, yeah. 30 years old when when they when they filmed this. Uh, she has 55 IMDb credits, including. Uh, this movie, she was in Arachnophobia, she was in Necessary Roughness, and she was in Parenthood. I loved her in Parenthood. And here's the thing. Parenthood came out, I think, two weeks after when Harry Wets met Sally, if I remember correctly. It also came out um, in 1989, yes. Yes, that's. I remember it was late summer of, of 89. I remember seeing both of these movies in the theater. And yeah, she was... Um, Rick Moranis is in Parenthood. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which also doesn't really sound. Okay, so Parenthood came out on the 2nd of August. So yes, you were right. Two weeks between them. Because uh, this movie came out yeah. uh, I was on at, the 15th. I was at the movie theater every Friday. Every Friday, 89. I was at the theater seeing whatever came out. So, yep. 89 had some great movies that came out. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. It, it engendered the last crusade. You had Batman, you had this movie, you had Parenthood. Ghostbusters 2 came out that summer. UHF I said great came movies, out that summer. but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, and see, that's the funny thing. One of the things I remember about the summer of 89 is that it it it, uh, it created a uh, superstition among me and my movie-going buddies because it seemed like that summer, if we sat on the right side of the theater it was a good movie so you know like batman right side of the theater um you know when harry met sally right side of the theater if we sat on the left side of the theater star trek five for example Ooh, okay left side of the theater not good movies you know so we we started this superstition of we couldn't sit on the left side of the theater because it always ended up being a bad movie that's all because of the summer of 89 oh wow very cool and then the, the man who she's with, right, is his, he's an actor named Kevin Rooney. Actor and writer. That's right. 
Yeah. He was actually a writer for Saturday Night Live. For he's a comedy writer. Yeah, they, they just yeah. needed someone to, to to show up. He unfortunately passed away uh, this past July, on Jul- July nineteenth, twenty twenty two. Uh, he passed away of diabetes and end stage renal failure. So, yeah, he won a couple of Emmys for writing on Dennis Miller Live. I mm-hmm. think I saw. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he just has a few small little lines in this movie, and he has very few acting credits. He's mostly just the writer in the background. But you know, he he fits in with the character that they want him to fit in here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the most awkward scenes in movie history, I think, yes. because they're all standing there staring at each other and not knowing what to say. Uh, you could just feel the the awkwardness of the whole thing as you watch it. Um, but yes. I, I will always forever remember the name of the guy. I mean, I don't remember a lot of names of people that just show up for, you know, a minute in a movie, but I always remember Ira just because, I mean, for one thing, it, it comes up later in the film. We don't get to talk about that uh, that minute. Uh, you, you don't. And I. Next week. Next but, week uh, but, uh, but and just the way that Billy Crystal says, Ira a few times in this scene here <laughs> in front you know, of Ira with such, yeah, with such Siri with the fringes, not in front of Ira <laughs> but also I don't think I have ever in my life known someone named Ira I think I've only ever heard the name Ira in movies I've never known an Ira okay I, I can't say that I actually have a cousin who's named Ira <laughs> well and I was well and it's <laughs> I mean it is a name that's Hebrew in its origin, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. That is correct. So there so, you go. It's in the yeah. Bible, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. A, Very a good. Uh, one of David's priests. That is right. Right. It was, it's pronounced a little differently. It was Ira, but yeah, it's the same same thing. But you are you are one hundred percent correct. Very good. You 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 did your uh, you, you you did your work there. Hey, I'm making I'm making my. Uh, uh, you know, showing that I earned that religious studies minor that I got in college. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> and you knew it. You knew it from that, or you looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did look it up, but <laughs> we'll call yeah. it that I have a minor in religious studies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It, it actually, the name Ira actually means watchful, which which fits in here. He's someone who's being very watchful of Helen. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to keep her away from 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 uh, Harry. For yeah. obvious reasons. Well, and is he being watchful of Sally too? I've always wondered: is Ira given given a little bit of the eye? No, I don't think so. I don't scene? think so because he's he's looking <laughs> he's looking down the whole time. You know, he he feels very uncomfortable here too. Yeah. Right. Well, but, and I've always found it interesting too with the way they do this scene, the whole dynamic here, how um, Ira and Helen are dressed very like drab in terms of the color scheme and stuff. Harry and Sally look very bright, vibrant colors and that. And they're wearing this very plain brown. I mean, to be honest, not terribly attractive looking their outfits. It looks Correct. very drab. No, I think, that's you know, and I think I'm sure yeah. that's intentional. I think that's yes. intentional. Yeah. And uh, whatever. And he's got like the sport jacket on, you know, the hand in the pocket. <laughs> You know, are, are they looking also for for a present for for Jess and Marie? You know, like 
Yeah, what are they <laughs> buying at the Sharper Image? What does Ivra need at the Sharper Image? He's all over that pith helmet. It's totally about the pith helmet. That's what it is. <laughs> Ivra is really an explorer. He's about to go to the Congo. He needs a pith helmet with a fan. He's like, where do I go to get a pith helmet with a fan? Oh, the Sharper Image, the Sharper Image. Helen's saying, my ex once told me at the Sharper Image, they have totally have a pith helmet with a fan. We should go there. And who do they <laughs> run into at the Sharper Image? Her ex. There you, you know? go. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, the rest of the dialogue is very simple dialogue. You know, Helen walks up to Harry and says, how are you, Harry? Fine, I'm fine. And then she introduces the man next to her. This is Iris Stone, Harry Burns. Iris is Harry. <laughs> and uh, we then they, they give us a few seconds of complete silence where we get to hear the music continue in the background. Yeah, I love the way the music just continues. It's and so then fun. and then Harry snaps out of it and realizes that he's being impolite and says, oh, I'm sorry. This is Sally Albright, Helen Hilson, and Ira. Ira. No, no, no. Ira. Ira. <laughs> and then Ira goes, Sally. <laughs> and that's all the dialogue we have for, for, for this, this particular minute. Um, it's a very – it's done really well because – they even know how to make the um, the viewer feel, you know, that, yes. that you're in you're in a very uncomfortable situation. You're in a place that you don't want to be. That's, I mean, scenes in movies that are uncomfortable scenes when they succeed the most is when they make the audience feel uncomfortable as well. And that, this scene totally does that. Yes, for sure. So, I mean, you, you mentioned before the, the origin of the name Ira, you know, that it does come from the Bible. When they started recording the birth names in 1880, it was in the top 100 names uh, from 1880 and until uh, 1896, and then it started uh, declining. And then once again, it returned in 2016, uh, but it, into the top 1,000 names. Because it really dropped. Wow. Hmm. So it's not really a name that that, uh, that you hear that often, unless you have a cousin like named Ira. But uh, well, so there's a few. Name, it's a name a few... that always sounds like an older person's name to me. It's it could hard be. to imagine okay. a kid with right, a name Ira. You know what I mean? But that's fair. Uh, to me, I and again, I like I said, I've never known an Ira. Never really known much about the name, but. To me, it always feels like a name that should be short for something else. Uh -huh. But from what okay. I see here, it's not. It's not. No, correct. it's not. Yeah. It is not. Um, so it's, uh, one of the most famous uh, Iras in history is Ira Gershwin. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then in, in fiction, I, I, there are three Iras that, that uh, jumped out at me. You have Ira Buckman. Do you know who that is? Ira Buckman. No, I'm drawing a blank. Um, from he's a character on uh, Mad About You. you know, oh, played, okay. He played yes. his his cousin. You know, his yes. his cousin and best friend. Okay. Um, Ira Lowenstein. Do you oh, that I know from? that one. Ira Lowenstein. I know this. I'm going to kick myself when you tell me what it is. Yeah. What is that? Okay, I'll give you a hint. It was played by David David Strathairn. Strathairn. David Strathairn, Ira okay. Lowenstein, shoot, Madonna. No, I can't think of it. Madonna. 
Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, he's um, he's the yeah, he's the guy that's running the league, um, you know, kind of for Gary Marshall's character. He's you know, Gary Marshall's character is the rich guy, but Ira Lowenstein is the guy who's running the all girls baseball league in a league of their own. That is correct. Okay. And yes. the, the final Ira is Ira, Ira Shalowitz. No, don't know it. From City Slickers. Oh, he played, he played one of the two. One, one right. of the, 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 the twins. That's right. Josh well, Mustel and, and David, David Pamer. Pamer. That's right. David yeah. Pamer. Right. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? No, let's look at the script. Okay. So the, the, the script, uh, you know, continues with, with, with what we were talking about yesterday. It goes, Sally joins in singing too as the absurd and dizzy instrumental continues. Um, and then it says, they sing along and they both get more and more idiotic. Suddenly, Harry turns pale and stops singing. Sally continues on for a moment and then notices something's wrong. The backup music continues as she stops too. And then Sally goes, what's the matter? It's my voice, isn't it? You hate my voice. I have a terrible voice. I know. Joe hated it. Every time I would sing something, he would say, please don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and, you know, the rest of the dialogue is the same. And then it's the, the backup vocal continues as we see coming towards Harry, a dark haired, very chic woman, Helen, accompanied by a tall, attractive man, Ira. And then after she introduces them, so it says they shake hands. It's very awkward. Harry suddenly remembers Sally. And then he goes, Sally Albright. This is Sally Albright. Helen Hilson and Ira. <laughs> so. Ira. Ira. So that's pretty much all we have in the, the, the script for today. So every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track. Uh, dating Courting Edition, where my guests will give some sort of uh, story, anecdote, Adventure, misadventure, something that happened to them over the course of life that is somehow related to dating or courting. So, uh, Todd, do you have another story for us? I guess. I, like I said before, I, I don't have that many strange experiences uh, in this realm. Um, I, I guess I'm very lucky uh, in having found my, my, uh, <laughs> my partner in things. But um, I, I do think back often to a. Um, a time when I, one of the first times that I met her parents and went to go visit their home. And um, I remember her mom was making lunch one day, probably something just simple. I think it was just some sandwiches, turkey sandwich or something like that. And I remember her asking, do you want mayonnaise or Miracle Whip on that? <laughs> and I said, and I said, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> and I've always joked since then that, you know, that they're, I'm lucky they let me in the family because I had no idea that this is like a thing that, that, you know, it's like, they're two totally different things, mayonnaise and Miracle Whip. And, you know, you know, you like one or the other type of a deal. So I, I always say that I, I somehow, um, you know, slid in there and was lucky to, to make it into the family, despite the fact that I, um, I don't really notice the difference between mayonnaise and Miracle Whip. <laughs> do, do you now understand the difference or not yet? I could care less. <laughs> you know, if whatever's in the fridge, it's fine with me. But yeah. No. Well, does, does your wife I, buy I, both? No, no. We just tend to buy mayonnaise. But see, that's the thing. And, you know, 
this is just a quirk of some of the members of my wife's family. It's no slam about it. I love them all dearly. But I you know, like they'll have sometimes on the table like different versions of the same thing. Like so and so likes this brand of ranch dressing, but so and so likes this brand of ranch dressing. You know? Okay, so, that makes sense. So some reason this is this is a thing. I'm just <laughs> always like, all right, whatever. Uh, it's fine. So I probably shouldn't have said those things. <laughs> Well, they're probably hopefully they're not hopefully they're not listening for your sake. Uh, you know. yeah. <laughs> All right, great. So, Todd, you want to once again tell people where they can find the Forgotten Filmcast? So, yeah, my, well, my blog is Forgotten Films, ForgottenFilmcast.wordpress.com. Uh, the podcast is the Forgotten Filmcast. You can find that wherever you find great podcasts, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Forgotten Films. That's films with a Z. All right, and while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, or subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. So, Todd, do you feel like uh, coming back tomorrow to finishing off the week? Let's do it one more time. Sounds right. like a plan. All right, great. So, until then, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. With all your faults. I love you still, it had to be you, wonderful you, had to be you.